0: beautiful friends, welcome to the Arise to Life podcast where we share real and raw conversations about our sometimes crazy, but always beautiful kind of lives. I'm Madison. Hey, it's Jill. It's me, Sarah. And hey, it's Ashlyn, and
1: we are so excited that you're joining us today. Our desire is to encourage every girl in every season to arise to the abundant life that is waiting for her. Whether you're wrestling your toddlers or having a cup of coffee, we're here to come alongside of you and share the ups and downs of our faith, friendship, and everything in between.
2: Welcome to episode nine. I am so excited about this episode. Um, So when we kind of asked what everyone wanted to hear, one of the things that people said is that they wanted to hear testimony. So I'm going to share a very brief testimony as we lead into this one. So well, growing up for most of my life, I was really overweight. Um, And then due to Um, a really significant thing in my life i jumped on this wagon of i'm getting my body in shape and this thing that happened to me is never going to happen to me again and so i started on this body transformation and i was all about goals and i had So many dreams for my life. I was going to get rich. I was going to have this perfect body. I was going to get all of these followers. I was going to be a social media influencer. I would make vision boards and I would constantly listen to motivational podcasts. And I was really going to do something with my life. And then I surrendered my heart back to the Lord and I had to abandon all of that. It was just something that was consuming me, and all I could think about was myself. And I had to lay it all down. And so at that point, I got to this place where I just really thought that dreams were something that was self-seeking and not something I was supposed to do when I was in surrender to the Lord. And so the enemy almost put this like taboo thing on something that I think God really wants us to do. And so today, let's talk about what it looks like to dream with God. I think for a long time, I didn't
1: put value or importance on dreams because I didn't look at them through a spiritual aspect. And nice. so I think praying and looking to have your
2: spiritual eyes opened. Yeah. And so the Bible is just full of people who had big dreams and, and, you know, big callings and big things that God wanted them to do. So what what does everybody think of when they think of someone in the Bible who, you know,
3: had a big dream? Um I thought of two people. I thought of Joshua and I thought of Esther, but I I think I want to talk about Esther a little bit because she dreamed of saving her people and she doubted that at first that she could. And that is like the only book in the Bible I believe that the Lord's name is not even mentioned in. And so I think it's really encouraging in that matter because sometimes in our lives it feels like when we're going through or trying to conquer the dreams or we're dreaming with the Lord, which is, by the way, can I make a side note, just daydreaming and sharing Mm -hmm. your hopes and stuff with him is so important, you know. Mm -hmm. But when she was like, let's say, dreaming of saving her people, he wasn't even mentioned, but he was all around, like in the book, you can tell. So she fasted, and then she asked her people to do the same thing, and, but she was afraid, you know, and so fear does not exclude us from serving the Lord. Right. I just think that's a really crucial point to make. Um, she did it, and she encouraged them to do it, and then look what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Someone that you may not really think of a lot, but Solomon um, is one that I found. And in 1 Kings, it talks about how he went to sleep, and the Lord came and said, ask for whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. And he could have picked anything. You know, he could have picked wealth. He could have picked all these things, and he said he wanted wisdom. Verse 10 says, The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this, so God said to him, Since you've asked for this, and not for a long life or wealth for yourself, um, I'm going to go ahead and give you those things too. And I just thought that was really amazing that even before he technically, I guess you could say, had wisdom, he had enough wisdom Mm -hmm. to know what (laughs) to ask for, right? And I like how right after he asked for that, it talks about the different wise things that he did. So it just he showed right away. Okay, I'm gonna sh- you ask for this, so I'm gonna give it to you and show you how to use it in the correct way. And I just thought that was really cool. That is good. Yeah. I um
1: thought of Joseph. What I thought about Joseph is so he had the dream of his family bowing down to him, right? But um, it wasn't a dream that immediately came to pass. It took. 20 years for that dream to completely come into fruition. And so um, that stood out to me because a lot of times I know even if I have a dream, I'm like, I'm kind of a, if I know it needs to be done or I know it's going to happen, like I'm kind of a get it done kind of person. But sometimes these dreams that we get, they take, they, they're they not going to happen immediately. It takes a long time for them. And a lot of times it's because the Lord has some things that he wants to grow in us before, you know, to prepare us for what that dream is. And so um, I thought about how Joseph... He had to go through famine um, in his land, and then he got thrown in prison because he was falsely accused. Um, in prison, he kind of grew to be a manager, so to speak, of prison, but um, that was like just preparing him for the fact that all the way through Joseph's story, he was being prepared to be the head over the land. Um, I just thought that was really amazing how he had the dream, and it, it took so long before it to come for, to fruition, but it was for a reason, for a purpose. The Lord was growing Joseph to, to fulfill the dream that he had given him.
2: Yeah, I mean if you think about it, the Joseph that went straight out and told his brothers, you're going to bow down to me one day was not ready no, for no, yeah. the way of what God right. needed, you know, and God and he needed been him. Vengeful. Right? Yeah. He needed him to be humble and kind mm-hmm. and understand, you know, what it's like to be in the trenches. Yeah. You know. And you know, the way you said that about joseph how he had his dream and then it took so long to come to fruition i think of david that was my person samuel came and anointed him as king and then like okay now go back out and be a shepherd and i'm sure that was really confusing to him and he faced a lot in his life even after he defeated goliath um he was on the run you know saul was trying to kill him and he had to hide out in caves and i know that during that time god was doing things in his heart too that he needed to do in order for David to be the leader that he was supposed to be and so I think most of the time when we get a dream or a calling from the Lord there's some things that he needs to work out inside of us Mm -hmm. before we're able to just fully step into that calling and all of these people
1: that we just mentioned like Their dream was far greater than they ever could imagine. Mm. Like they were just everyday. Esther was just an everyday. Joseph was just an everyday brother. David, all these people um, were just everyday people. But God had a bigger plan for them and gave them a dream that the Lord had to help them accomplish. Because in their own, they couldn't. They couldn't accomplish those things. I think
2: that is incredibly important like if if you right now you have a dream and you're thinking i want to i feel like god wants me to do this thing and you're like it's going to be so easy and i can do it you probably need to think bigger because the dream that god has for you and what he wants to do is going to require his hand on your life and if you can do it without him then it's not big enough you need to think bigger i i remember um when i felt a call to ministry i was not at some big event or anything like that. I was at home scrubbing toilets and mopping floors. And I remember, you know, just cleaning. It was an everyday day. And I remember feeling the weight of what he wanted me to do. And I remember feeling so heavy Mm. that I fell on the floor in my daughter's room and just cried because I was like, I can't do this. It's too big. There's no way I, I can't carry this. And the next season was me walking out the fact that like okay it's time to take this burden that you're feeling off of your shoulders and put them on the lord's because i was never meant to carry it on my own it was always meant to be his burden to bear it was always meant to be him carrying me through it i'm just the vessel and so i want to hear from you guys, what is a moment that you had when you knew that what God had before you was bigger than you?
3: Well, I know you're talking about being alone. I remember I was delivering the mail on the mail route, and when I got the call that you're going to do start doing things that are bigger than you, I just had this vision almost like that I would share start sharing my testimony, and this was way before I did. And I even thought I would share it. Um, I'm going to give a shout out at Jonathan McClure. Is mountain moving? But his, yeah, with his ministry of misfits on the Wednesday night, I think, I thought... I like envisioned that and then i thought and then you'll share it at a to b and this was just the beginning of what we've started to do but um and it was i'm not kidding a couple weeks later jonathan like reached out to me and was like hey would you want to share your testimony i'm like what Uh (laughs) you know and it that's how it happened and then after jonathan had after they had it where they recorded it and then um, it got to sheila and now i've shared it a lot but i remember thinking in that moment, like. Yeah, I have this drug addiction in my past, and I have these things, but it's... I mean, I've heard way better testimonies, and I've heard way better stories, you know? But I remember that was one specific incident that I remember that I was, like, about to get real. Yeah. That was when I knew I was going to have to start doing uncomfortable, bigger things. So you said that
2: whenever you were thinking about it, you're like, Oh, other people have better testimonies. Let's hear a little more on that when you did give your testimony, because you have multiple times... How many people came
3: up and said that it touched their lives? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And that's probably one of my favorite things about it. But yeah. Yeah, given your testimony. And
2: so maybe other people's testimonies might be different, yeah. but
3: there are certain people that your story is going to touch and mine's not in the and same way. And there's... Pieces of my testimony that I didn't think would relate as much that I would even people come up and it would surprise you. Yeah, Yeah. the Lord, his desires are just always, they're always bigger than ours. I loved when Jeff said that the other day at server training that his desires will always be bigger. But then once ours start matching him, then we're on the right track, you know. Because we were created to yearn for more because we were created for him.
2: The scripture says, delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly what you just said. Whenever we start delighting in Him, our desires line up with His. Mm-hmm. And when our desires line up with His, there's nothing He won't do. I think, um, read your question again. What question did you just ask? Have you ever had a moment where you knew that God, what God set before you was bigger than you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm walking in that right now. Um, just as we are moving to camp and just the things that um, Dylan and I are just stepping into now um, is far greater than I ever imagined. Like I, I oftentimes I like think back to my college age self and I'm like, man, if I would have known what the calling on my life was at that point, like almost like what you said with, with Joseph, he wouldn't have been ready for that dream. And so like, I didn't have that, this that I'm walking. I didn't have that dream at 18 years old for a reason because that would have been so scary. I wouldn't have been ready for that, you know. But just I think this process of coming to camp and just the leadership and stuff within the ministry that's all changing is far greater than I could ever um, step into on my own. And so I'm really like, I guess, learning how to dream big. It's a lot moving yeah. to camp, selling the house that you've been in, you know. All yeah. that. And there's a lot it's of people lot. obviously at this camp that's had to walk that, you know. Yeah. I'm not the only one that's had to do that. It's just there's a lot to it, especially when kids are involved and, and um, businesses that you run and just a lot of things. But um, I have to trust that if the Lord said go, then I know that He has my best interest in mind.
2: And so when I trust that, it makes it a little easier. So I've heard you say before, Ash, that when it's time to go, a lot of times you're thinking of all the things that are going to change mm-hmm. and that aren't. you're not going to get to do anymore. Talk about that a little bit. You know what? How is God working on you in that?
1: Yeah, I think the enemy wants to highlight, obviously, all the things that you're going to miss out on so that you don't go when the Lord says go. And so um, I think about all the things that are going to be different, all the things that I can do now living where I live that I won't be able to do at camp. But just kind of like what I said earlier, I have to trust that the Lord truly has my best interest in mind. And so, yes, I may have to lay some things down that I used to love or used to do, but God has so much greater for me. And I'm excited to see what that looks like because I know it's going to be better than what i think is the best now you know this is my best but god has his best for me and so walking in that it's it it caused me to have excitement where the enemy wants me to kind of feel grief you know and so um yeah that's
2: awesome i as you say that i picture you've seen the picture before where there's a little girl mm -hmm. there and then there's jesus and she's got her little tiny stuffed animal and Um, she's like but i love it god mm -hmm. and he's got this huge one one behind his back and he says um, just wait and see, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, what he, it feels like you want to grab a hold yeah. of, you know,
3: and something greater. than yours is having me for a neighbor.
2: Oh, Sarah,
1: you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah.
3: No more walking around. You have to be dressed on the hill. No. <laughs> Leave you it to do, Sarah to change. Leave
2: it to
0: Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine's kind of, I'm also walking through mine. We moved to Camp about, a, it's been a little over a year now. And we have, we've had more positions added to our title and it just, every day, I, so we went from being youth directors at our church to now being kids and youth camp, did I say youth directors yeah. at our church? We went from being youth leaders at our church to being, I mean, we started out as youth directors here and now we're kids and youth and there's other titles in there too, but every day I think I was where we were. At before, it was amazing. It was smaller, you know what I mean? And this is like a completely different scale. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing every day. It's, I don't think this is right, or I don't think Mm -hmm. this is, I don't know if I can do this. And every day, he's like, Well, you're not supposed to do it on your own, you know what I mean? So it still feels bigger than me every day. (laughs) But just following him one step at a time is what, you know, that's all you can do. And that's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want you to see the end picture in mind so let me ask you this like
2: in comparison if you were to you need to rely on him for every single step versus like he gives you this 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 many directions and you can run off for your
0: by yourself for a while how do you grow closer to him it's not faith that's not faith you know and that goes right along with dreaming and you the bigger you the more faith you have the bigger the dreams you have with him and vice versa The bigger the dreams you have the bigger your faith gets mm -hmm. too Okay, so I just, as you talk about
2: faith, I just want to expand on that a little bit. I was doing a devotional this morning, and something really stuck out to me. He said, remember, faith is in your feet, not in your feelings. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in those moments, like, there may be times when you feel like you're really full of faith, and like, yeah, God's going to do it, but if you don't step out and do the thing, then that's not really faith, you know, it's just a feeling. And so when, and, and there might be a moment where you feel like, I can't do this. And so it feels like maybe you don't have the faith that you need, but if you step out anyway, that's where the faith is in stepping out even though you may not feel like
1: you have faith i literally envision stepping stones and how easy is it to trust where you're stepping if you can see all the stepping stones like you just step on them but if you don't see the next stepping stone but at the same time you trust that the lord's going to place something there for you to step on How much does that increase your faith? You know, it's so easy just to walk on a path that you can see, but if you can't see the next step and you truly have to trust, and then He comes through and He puts that under your feet to step on, you're like, okay, I know the Lord's gonna do it. Like, my faith just grew, right? And with every
3: step in that direction, um, that way, it just, your faith grows until you just. But couldn't it be like that for us though? Because he's a lamp onto our feet. So couldn't we have that intimate of re- or shouldn't we? Yeah. And I'm not saying anything bad, but shouldn't we have that intimate of a relationship with him that it feels like that? That yeah. it's like I am stepping yeah. on the stepping stones. I see where you're taking me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know but what I mean? I think a lot of us you you
3: kind of painted that picture of
2: you need to step, and then he's going to put the stone down. I think a lot of us are just waiting for him to put the mm-hmm. stone down yeah. before we step, yeah. and he wants us to step out with yeah. that faith. Yeah, And, you like know, Peter. so mm-hmm. that, that might be a word for people right now. Like, you're waiting on God to move when maybe you need to take the step. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to read this verse that I just love. It's a verse that... Really challenges me to dream big. It says never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. Man, that paints a picture. That makes that me I want to go run a race. I know <laughs> the fact that you know like when you're walking in what he has for you he's going to energize you and he's going to grace you for your race Mm -hmm. you know he's going to give you exactly what you need to walk and just the way that verse describes your most unbelievable dream your wildest imagination he wants us to think big he doesn't want us to think small Mm -hmm. that's That's ephesians 320 yeah that's good so what is a verse that challenges you to dream big I had two
1: that I just really loved. One of them super short, so I think I'm going to share them both. But Philippians one six, it's Dylan's, I guess, life verse that his parents picked for him. It says, And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And man, I just, I don't know, I love that verse. And it almost just brings me to tears when I think about it in dylan you know because i don't know it's just really incredible and the other verse is hebrews 13 20 to 21 it says now may the god of peace who brought again from the dead our lord jesus the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant equip you with everything good that you may do his will working in us which is pleasing in his sight through jesus christ to whom be the glory forever and ever oh,
2: that's good mm-hmm. so that first one is such an encouragement isn't it yeah, yeah. because he's not going to leave us hanging Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to start this. And you know, like then you're on your own. Like he's going to bring whatever he starts to completion and we can trust him. Like if we're in the middle and we're not like, it's not good right now. It's not, he's not done yet. Right.
1: If you're in the prison, like Joseph was, you know, if he would have stopped there, like I could just imagine if he would have had this first, that would be like, okay, I know this isn't the end. Like, you know, there's more. Yeah, that's
2: good.
3: Mm -hmm. All right, Sarah, what first challenges you to dream big? I think right now, I like along with Ash and Madison, you know, we moved to camp and I wouldn't have dreamed that I would have left the house that I grew up in, you know, because that's where Michael and I lived. And I figured that's where I would live forever. And I was excited about it, you know. But um, so when we came here, it it gets hard, you know, like we've talked about it several times, like you're calling us hard. So Ephesians 4 has been huge in my life.
2: Humble, gentle, and love. Those are three things that I feel like we all need when we're stepping out in big things. Like if you're stepping out in these big things and you're prideful, Mm -hmm. you're going to fall on your face. We can't do it whenever it's to bring us glory. You know, I think... Everything the dream that God has is not for our glory; it's for His. And if we're stepping out to seek our own glory, we're just not
3: going to have success in the thing. Yeah, I have actually written on here: my calling is not my own. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And to know it's 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 one Lord, one faith, okay. one baptism, and one Father. Like it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's hard because it it feels. I mean, it is about you're the one doing it, but it's really not.
2: Yeah, and I think one thing that's important to remember is we're talking about having big dreams and, you know, the big things that God wants us to do. But I think as we're talking about that, sometimes we need to reframe what things are great because some of the things that Jesus did that were great were washing the disciples' feet and and dying on the cross. And those things didn't seem probably super great at the time, but they're things that made a huge impact. Mm -hmm. I mean, not probably, like obviously dying on the cross for him was a horrible thing to walk through, but it changed the world Mm -hmm. in a way that nothing else could. And so, you know, some of the people listening right now are, you know, dealing with poopy diapers and bills that are piled so high Mm -hmm. that they don't even know, you know, and the thing that's in front of you might not look anything like a stage or an audience or anything like that. But right now you're looking at it and you're saying, this is too big for me and i just want you to know that in those things too he's with you and he wants that burden as well it's not only about things that the world might see as big because you know i think of the chosen there's a scene in the chosen where jesus had just delivered his sermon on the mount and there's a lady and andrew are going to visit john in prison and John says, what was it like? What did he yeah. say on his sermon? And she said, everything was backwards. He said to love your enemy. Yeah. And he said all these things that we've never heard before. And so the th- thing that we have to remember is that the message of Jesus Christ is different than the world. And so everything in it is backwards. He didn't come the way they thought he was going to come. They thought he was going to come as a king and a warrior and he was going to overthrow the Roman empire and deliver them in the way that they had always seen in their mind. But instead he came as a baby and he delivered them by dying. And that didn't make Mm -hmm. sense to them. And so you might be in this place right now where the big things that god wants you to do don't seem big to other people but just know that they matter and they're important and that regardless of what it is if it's too much for you to carry he wants to bear that burden Mm -hmm. for you yeah that's good Jill. hopefully right now your desire is to dream and you're excited about it and god's stirring some things in your heart and so in that like i want to move into what does that look like you know if you've got that desire in your heart what does it look like going forward so i want to go to 1 corinthians 9 24 through 27 and it says do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize run in such a way as to get the prize everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training they do it to get a crown that will not last but we do it to get a crown that will last forever Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. So two things stand out to me in that scripture, and that's that Paul is challenging the Corinthians to run with purpose, and he's challenging them to run to win. I'm competitive, yeah. and I know Ashley Yeah. <laughs> And so I'm I, like a, not everybody gets a competing
3: trophy or right.
1: like, you know, what but, is
3: it? What's it called? I'm the last who will be first in heaven. Oh, okay, oh my so
2: God. that's what what I wanted to touch on. I think <laughs> like this verse really draws to me because I am competitive, and so I would rather run to win than mm. he who is first is last. I, and I mean, that's Being a command first or first. Or last.
3: Just run. Running makes me nervous. Ricky Bobby. Really. Ricky Ricky Bobby. Bob. Let's the famous prophet Ricky Bobby.
2: That's how biblical. Don't quote us on that one, guys. But run with purpose. So What does that look like, you know, whenever we have a dream and we know that God wants to
0: do things, how do we run with purpose? I think it's just being spirit led. You know what I mean? Like everything we do, we're supposed to be spirit led. So I wake up, how do I get to know God better? I talk to him and I read his word and that's how he talks to me. You know what I mean? Like I get in my word and I, and I build a relationship with him and he's going to show me the
3: next steps to take. Yeah. Well, is it training? Was it you who shared the message with Christine Kane where she talks about Mm -hmm. this verse and um, she talks about the difference in a marathon runner and a sprint runner? Mm, You know, they have to train differently. Mm -hmm. So my training is, like Madison said, is is in this word and is my relationship with him. That's my training and that's how I run the race well.
2: Yeah, and one thing that she pointed out in that message was that, you know, in the Olympic Games... There are thousands of people in the stands watching, and there are only eight people that are running. And
3: hmm.
2: let me ask you this. Why are those eight people running and everybody else watching? Like, what makes them be the runners? They
0: train
3: they're, the hardest. Dedication, the
2: dedication, they did what it yeah, took the desire to be in the race. And so what Sarah just said, like, you know, in Madison, having your devotions, getting in your word, um, getting a lot of input, is something that helps us train for that race, right? And then I think it's really important that we have a kingdom why for the thing that we're doing. Like, mm-hmm. so if, you know, most of us, if our goal is to lose weight, we want to lose weight so that we fit in a bikini or we look great on the beach or whatever. But what if you flip that script from a me-focused why to a, a kingdom focus, why and you say I want to lose weight so I can be at a healthy weight because my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and I want to take care of it so I can have an abundant life it changes what you're doing from just a goal or just something you want to purpose right
1: okay. it almost makes me want to stick to that goal more when it's kingdom focused you know what i mean when you put those two options in front and you're if you had to read one of those things every day do i look good in a bikini or my body is a temple of the holy spirit and i want to take care of it and have abundant life which one makes you want to go for it more you know one of them seems so temporary right and the other one seems so eternal with much more attached to it and to me like the dedication. It would be easier to be dedicated to that one than it would be just such a temporary goal, you know. Yeah. Definitely. But what a
3: good God that He gives you the other one usually. Like yeah. if you're gonna take right, care right. and run, He's gonna give you the. Yeah,
2: and I think that's one thing. And I would love to do a podcast about yeah health, know. right? Like I'm <laughs> so passionate about it. But I always say, like I preach it the Body is the fruit not the focus Mm -hmm. it's the fruit that he gives you from the things that you're doing but it can't be the focus can you guys each think of a time where you were chasing a dream or goal and it wasn't from God like you know it was the you had the wrong thing in the focus and it was the thing that maybe was supposed to be the fruit but you that was your focus and that's what goal you were chasing
1: so I think most girls have a dream to be a wife and a mother And that was a dream that I, that I had, and that's not a wrong dream, but I didn't include the Lord in any of that dream, right? And so I spent most of my late high school and college age, like trying to make that happen on my own, chasing after people, after boys that, um, I thought was who I was supposed to be with, obviously not talking to the Lord, not seeking his guidance and caused so much heartache and so much regret of decisions and things that I um, made during that time, that really like it was just a train wreck of a time in my life. It was just awful, and I always think like, man, if I could just take those few years and just like pitch them, my life would my would have it would have been really great. And I remember a time our church came up to the lake actually when we were in youth group and we put on a vacation Bible school and like sports camp. And I remember like right before that, I was like, okay, Lord, like I'm I'm done trying to chase after these things, and I just want to chase after you. And I know that you'll just bring me that person in my life. And literally it was instantly, almost instantly, you know. And it was just really cool how the Lord just visibly showed me that if you will just chase me, then with your dreams and with all of your things, like, I will give you the desires of your heart, you know, because they're matching mine. And so, like I said, there was nothing wrong with that dream of being a wife and a mom. It's a perfect dream, you know. But when it doesn't, when you don't include the Lord in those things, then you can't replace God things with good things. Yeah,
2: that's right. That's
1: a good
0: word. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we just talked about it with our health, but that would be probably my most reoccurring one. I remember when I was at my lowest weight, a picture came up and I saw where I was at my lowest weight, and I was at my my healthiest, you know, I was working out, I was eating really great, I was really disciplined because I was about to get married, and um, I remember thinking, looking at that picture, I thought, man, I was so miserable, and now, and now I'm at my heaviest weight that I've ever been and my confidence isn't in myself because that's failing but it's in the lord now and so whenever i see myself now at my heaviest i don't really even see my weight i see my mental health instead you know what i mean and um that craig rochelle does this he's right now in the middle of this amazing series on and on changing your mindset and um really restarting this health journey it's been probably a few weeks now but with the different mindset than what I've had before is now it's I'm doing this because I want to steward my body well and it that truly is the deep meaning of it you know before I could say that and I did say that and that wasn't the real meaning you know what I mean um but now it's this is the root of it that I do want this for this spiritual reason that I want to live um, a healthy life for my kids and I, you know what I mean it's not because of how I look and just changing that mindset it's changed everything the confidence you know what I mean and so I'm kind of still walking through that
2: so you were talking about that mindset change and I know that there are so many women listening that struggle with their body image so as that mindset changed do you ever struggle going back to the old mindset. Yeah, I do. And so what do you do that Mm -hmm. helps you get back focused? Because I do think it's something, you know, you can't run from food. Right. You have to learn to live with it. Right. So alcohol, maybe you can run from it and never let it back in your house or drugs. But food is something you have to come to terms with. So
0: in that, how do you switch your mindset back? Well, one, th- I mean, there's a few things that I do. One thing is I'm telling you, you need to go listen to this Craig Rochelle series. It's yeah. amazing. But so in this, he talks about how, okay, so if I really want a brownie, there's nothing wrong with brownies, you know what I mean? But if I, like, I know that I'm trying to be disciplined, I'm trying to eat the right things because it's going to fuel my body the right way, then I think, okay, am I the kind of person that would do this? Or for my goals, for my spiritual why, or am I the kind of person that would do this? So, am I the kind of person that would eat like a whole bag of chips because I'm feeling whatever way and I'm gonna run to food instead of to God or am I the kind of person that's going to do this and go to my word when I'm feeling this way so that mindset right there those questions have changed everything and it's not just about food it's when my kids frustrate me am I the kind of mom that's going to freak out and yell sometimes I am if I'm like I mean I'm going to be honest with you you know what I mean sometimes that still comes up or am I the kind of mom that's going to sit down and take the time to figure out what the root problem is with my kids You know what I mean? So it changes everything. So it's not about behavior
2: modification. It's about identity. Right. You're saying, I'm the kind of person who acts this way because that's how God made me. And not, I'm going to make a list of all the things I should or shouldn't do and try Mm -hmm. to meet up to those expectations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another
0: thing that's helped is, like, I'll I'll speak truth. And this sounds cliche, but I have to speak truth over myself. There may be times I'm getting in the shower and I might look in the mirror and the enemy's like oh like you know that doesn't look like it's supposed to mm-hmm. and I'm like no like I am this and I'm this and I'm worthy and I'm chosen you know and I list truths about myself and then I'm like okay I am these things Punch you up. yeah, yeah it does and then I, I get in the shower and I'm fine powerful I had to I had to do that a lot I, re- I remember
2: during my journey of I had lost and I, I think mine's very similar to yours you know like um I chased after body goals for years and years and I had lost down to this certain weight and i had a six pack and i did these fitness model shoots and everything and sometimes i'll catch a glimpse of those pictures and it can be really hard to be like you know but then i have to remember that i was miserable you know whenever i took those pictures like it maybe looked good but deep down i was broke so so very broken and i'm a completely different person than i was then but during that time i was trying to retrain myself to not have that this only this one picture of beauty and so I had to gain weight at that point like I was at a place where it wasn't healthy for me to be and so I had to gain weight and I would look in the mirror and really struggle because when you've been in this one place and now you're in another place it can be really really hard and so I would look in the mirror and I would have to say the truth about myself and I would cry because I didn't believe it and it was really really hard but the more I did it the easier it became. And I know that some of you are like, I can't look in that mirror and say that I'm beautiful. I can't do it. But I'm going to tell you that you can. Mm -hmm. That you can do hard things and that it's important and that you need to. You need to go right now and you need to look in your mirror and you need to say these things over yourself
3: that episode is coming it it? is and
2: i think you know you like when you first started praying over your
1: spouse right it's it's awkward it's weird when you first start doing all these things for the first time it's weird and so as jill is telling you to go look in the mirror and say these things and it feels weird don't stop doing them you know because and i'm sure like you guys said it's coming but it made a huge difference in her life and it make a huge difference in yours just as you speak truth You know, all of us can list a time in our life where speaking truth over us in a certain area has made a huge impact
2: in our life. Yeah. Mm. What's yours, Sarah?
3: Um, I would say Sarah BC, Before Christ, was, <laughs> oh, nice. was um, my addiction, you know. Um, I remember just it was an identity issue through and through. Like I was trying to find something that would give me, just just settle me, make me feel peace, make me feel comfortable. And all it caused was destruction. I mean, I was just a broken, broken mess. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit. I remember it was similar to Ash's. I remember we had tried for about a year and a half to get pregnant after we'd been married. And, um, well, we started a little before, like, I started going to see a doctor because I had like the PCOS and stuff so when we've been trying and trying and I remember just feeling crushed because like Ash said that was like my identity like I had to be a mom and then you had to become the um or you had to be the wife and then become the mom and I couldn't get pregnant so I literally thought I was failing at everything because that's I I remember saying to Michael one time this is what God created women for and I can't even do it you Mm -hmm. know and I just remember feeling that and people around me would get pregnant and it would just crush me you know and we were on the way to on my birthday trip on the way to nebraska michael planned this little trip and on the way there i had um was just praying in this in the car and i like wasn't what i am now like i wasn't i didn't just constantly pray and i wasn't completely spirit-led i mean we went to we were a part of church and stuff but we weren't Um, Surrendered And But I remember Praying to the Lord In the car that day Thinking You know what If I don't have a child Like this is okay too Michael and I can travel And we can be The cool couple While all of our friends Have kids that hold Mm -hmm. them back And I truly In that moment Like surrendered it Mm -hmm. And I could feel it Leave the car And then we like conceived nugget that weekend. Hmm. You know, but it was it was once Good I birthday gave, trip, huh? Yeah. <laughs> once, once I gave up my desire that it it's either I have to be a mom or I'm failing that desire, then he he I was met up with him and he could fill it, you know. I just remember that moment being a moment where I thought, I'm no longer gonna chase my desire, like if this is what you have for me then I'm okay. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah, and I
2: think a big factor in all of these goals that we were chasing, like none of them were bad. Having a healthy body isn't bad. Having babies isn't bad. Having like none of these things are bad things to drugs chase. Are bad. Drugs are <laughs> bad. Drugs are bad. Having yeah. a baby, okay. <laughs> Don't chase drugs, but you weren't you were doing the drugs because you were chasing yeah, they're, something else. Drugs you were are just
3: like a side effect of the problem. Right. Yeah. So
2: you were maybe chasing love or ha- yeah. whatever. Um, But the point is the thing we were chasing wasn't bad. It's just that maybe our identity was was tied up in it or we were um, not surrendered to the Lord in the journey. And so I think those are two big aspects, like getting our identity where it needs to be and getting our hearts surrendered to what He has for us and not what we're holding tight to in our hearts. You know. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about how He says to run to win how can you win a race if you don't have a finish line? I want to talk a little bit about setting goals. And I think that setting goals, when you have a dream and you have something that God has placed in your heart, if you don't have a goal, it's just a wish. If you don't write it down and you say, this is something that I want to accomplish, then you're just wishing and nothing's ever going to come from it. Um, and I think that having a goal gives you something to work towards and give you gives you a finish line. I get that Some dreams aren't for right this second. We talked about David and how he wasn't meant to step into that role as king right away. And Joseph wasn't meant to be bowed down to right away. There were a lot of things that needed to happen before that dream came to fruition. And so that might be where some of you are at right now. I know that in my life, I'm kind of in a season like that right now. I know that there's a call on my life. And there are some areas that it's time to go and some areas. It's not quite time to go in. And so if you're in that place, I would say, even if it's not for right now, there are still goals that you can set, Mm -hmm. right? So one goal that I have right now, I'm reading the Craig Groeschel book that Madison was just talking about. It's called The Power to Change. And it's so, so good. But he asked you to focus on one goal. He's trying to get you like to, kind of narrow it down to one thing and i know the goal that i have right now i thought of all these things like i want to write a book and i have all these things that i thought i could set as my goal but what the lord asked me to set as my goal was a heart change and so Mm -hmm. there are things that he needs to do inside of me right now Mm -hmm. and so my goal right now is to just surrender all that to him and ask him to change me and ask him to do the work that needs to be done so that I can step into the things that he's asking me to step into. Um, And so I'm just gonna kind of challenge each of you right now. You have a dream. I believe that as you're listening to this, God has given you a dream, right? And I'm gonna challenge you to set a goal, maybe just one thing right now. What is it that God wants you to do? Some of you, it's get up and step out. Some of you, God is saying, it is time to go. And if it is, then do it. But some of you, maybe God is saying, I want you to surrender this one thing to me, and that's your goal right now. I don't really know what it looks like for each individual person, but I believe that God has something that you can set right now, a goal that you can set today so that you're working towards this dream that he's put inside of you. Whenever you write it down, I'm gonna challenge you to share it with someone. Okay, once you once you have it on paper, you write it down, I want you to go and tell someone that God has placed this goal on your heart and then they can hold you accountable for that goal okay well we're challenging you dream big we're challenging you to have a kingdom why as you dream we're challenging you to st- set some goals and we're challenging you to start now to just step out and do it step out in faith okay hey, we love you guys bye, bye.